<laughs> okay. Here we are in the studio tonight. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, it's a real honor to be here uh, hosting another Well Beings Essential Conversation. Yeah, and just for those tuning in and whether you're tuning in afterwards or you're live right now, you know, just reaching out your hand and just like, you know, giving us a like, um, subscribing or sharing would be really helpful just to get the message out. And um, yeah, it, it, fe it feels good to do that. Um, so I would love to introduce a very special guest here tonight. Um, his name is Fran. And Fran's core belief is that he wants to change the world. If you want to change the world, you have to start with yourself. Like that's that's powerful, and and is the the philosophical outlook that that he embodies through the practice of gathering in circles and acknowledging one's thoughts, words, and deeds is something that's very very strong and potent for Fran, and he wants to really his intention is to create a harmonious and joyful world by courageously courageously mm. you know connecting with people through love and compassion and what a statement you know courageously connecting to the world through love and compassion so so the love man himself fran welcome hey <laughs> hey brother doing, thanks so much for having me i'm yeah. totally honored to be here and i mean like we know each other for a while yeah know? i've been i've been honored to to, yeah. to um have the grace of uh, knowing you for maybe i don't know maybe seven years now seven years yeah, yeah. Eight, eight years uh, we yeah I, we just talked about it you know meeting on the dance floor ecstatic dance <laughs> totally let it go <laughs> this guy's a great dancer by the way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Moves, you know, moves. <laughs> I was I was taking notes, you know. We Maybe scream. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and and like you know, hanging all in some circles, you know. And, mm. uh, yeah, you know, fate, fate brought us together. Watching you, you, you know, getting into marriage and fatherhood and all that. Yeah, you, know, you, gotta, uh, you gotta grow up sometime, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm still working on that. I'm still, still, still working on uh, Don't grow up, but <laughs> be responsible. And in, let's call it a man circle, actually call it be accountable mm -hmm. and be an integrity. Yeah? yeah. And that's a really like a thing where I really have been working. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good, but I can feel sometimes, you know, I, when I'm not in integrity, I, when I get off, I need to pull myself back or I need to, you know, talk to people or like, you know, like make it so that I'm going back again. What are those forces that pull you out of integrity, you know, because uh, I think people could, watching are, are kind of going to... Could be, you know, said that, that I'm accountable, that I keep my words, you know, so I could get lazy, you know, I, and it, what you just also said, like, you know, if it gets uncomfortable, escape, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, 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 and like that mission uh, statement of mine, what you just, you know, it's not courageously, it's like also said, I'm telling my truth. Mm -hmm. I came from a place where I was more people pleasing sometimes, you know, and where I smiled, you know, and I mean, I, I like joy, you know, I like one of my mantras now is I'm 60 years old now. It's like, I want to invite joy, daily joy into my life. Mm -hmm. 
but I also want to be accountable. I also want to be like, you know, I also want to tell my friends if I feel like they're fucking up mm -hmm. or they can tell me, you know, those are my close friends. Huh? And then I listen. Yeah, it's like it's so hard in this world, you know, when we try to develop and grow and, and try to know the difference than being positive all the time and, yeah. and being yeah. likable all yeah. the time yeah. and kind of, you know, you know, pardon my French here, but losing your balls along the way, right? And, which yeah. which it means like you're out of out of being an integral authenticity where you know it's like you're you're pleasing, but you're really holding in some sort of tension, some sort of to, you know when you when you're out of integrity and you're pleasing all the people, it grows resentment and, and it starts to build a sort of overwhelm in the system. And that's how I notice whenever I'm out of integrity and I start to either be beaten up on myself or I'm upset at the other. You know, it's when when you're not being authentic. And um, and trying to please people, you know, I, I realized in my own journey, you know, I did that for so long, man. Mm -hmm. I did that for so long. I was so hungry for validation, right? You know, yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, uh, yeah. I, I have a client who, who calls himself a, a validation whore, and um, <laughs> and I was one. I love. I never heard it public out before, but so yeah, so yeah. I I would have been the same. I would have been seeking. Yeah, I'd, I'd have been so. Kind of empty inside, I suppose, because of being starved and in, in certain degrees uh, growing up of of sort of connection and mm -hmm. in different shapes and forms. That as I was a an emerging man and trying to work it out, that there'd be ways in which I'd put on masks. I'd you know I'd hide behind sort of um, idealized images. You know, sometimes I'd be like the the spiritual guy. Sometimes I'd be the macho guy. Sometimes I'd be the mm -hmm. smart ass. And all of which were, I wasn't being me. And, uh, and I'm curious about, you know, through your journey, because um, like, when did you start to discover, you know, the, 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 the thread of Fran, the, the truth of Fran? Mm -hmm. So like, I was like, I would say like, um, around 39, you know, so like 20, over 20 years ago, not too long, but long enough. Uh, so before I was like, uh, I'm, I'm a father of four kids, you know, and I was married and then uh, the marriage failed. But here in, ba in Bali, uh, my, my, the mother of, I say most of my kids, because <laughs> mother of three kids, I have another kid, from, another child from before. And she left me and this was like, uh, you know, I was like, I had this job here in Bali actually. You know, uh, I made lots of money. I was CEO, like I was overseeing a clothing factory with 1,100 people. And it was funny because like, you know, I had lots of money uh, and like I met people and I judged them. Huh? Mm -hmm. so, so for me also like, you know, people pleasing and on the other spectrum, there's judgment and comparison. Mm -hmm. it, as soon as I judge people or compare myself with them, I want to put them either above me or below me or judgment. I mean, everybody's judging people. Like, for me, it's like, you know, what are you wearing? Or like, you know, like what haircut do you have? Or, or whatever. But as soon as I do that, I get away from my own. Then, then I get away from my integrity. Then I get away from my, uh, you know, I'm behind the masks and almost. Uh, I'm not authentic anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's a reminder for me that it comes right away. Okay where I'm going. I judge, like, we live in a very spiritual city, you know, Ubud. I judge people here, like, you know, there's some places I go there, and they're, you know, like, I mean, they're usually young people, and they're, like, into the spiritual life, and they have this dress 
uh, means they have a dress code basically yeah? and and it's, it's like sometimes I, you know I, I talk to friends about them and said why do they do that you know like uh, you know they're just like 20 25 30 years old and they just need to go through their own journey I don't need to judge them you know and, and, and basically they're pretty peaceful yeah? it's not like but I, I do that yeah so with 39 my whole world got smashed you know my, my my wife left me she went a year uh, like on, on, on she had some therapy she came back and she basically kidnapped I would say kidnapped she took the kids without my you know she took them back to California and then I quit my job and six months later so I lost my my wife I wanted to keep that marriage my kids were gone you know and then basically my income was gone yeah income was uh, was was not so important but like i had a situation where like uh you know i went in a car and i drove towards a tree you know so i had this suicidal thought mm -hmm. and that was when i hit like i think rock bottom you know like uh, and then like you know like i started you know and then i understand a lot of men who start maybe drinking or partying or like womanizing or whatever and then i went through this stage where like i discovered cell meditation i discovered you know i played every day on the beach i played like for an hour and a half or two hours soccer and paddleball so i was really fit mm -hmm. i didn't have joy in the beginning you know mm -hmm. i i mean I, I have a passion for soccer but i didn't enjoy it but like for some reason it was like i pulled through that and I just want to pause there yeah, for because sure. this is very important. Like, you know, for me, I think everybody at some stage in their life meets a place where they want to kill a part of themselves that's painful. You know, some that's how I look at suicide. There's a there's a part that becomes too unbearable within the being, within the body, within the mind that that we you know that we can't bear anymore it feels too much and and maybe we haven't been talking about it maybe we've been holding it deeply i, I remember a time in my life where I, I was in austria and again i had this moment where i was on a corner and i had the choice to step out on the road i was in a i was in the middle of a big training uh it was a, it was a therapy spiritual training uh sort of week and uh, i was in touch with so much pain but you know i had this voice it was a voice saying no don't step out and uh, and i didn't and then the car came and it was just it was a moment so i can you know there was a few other moments like that so when i hear you talking about you know you know the pain and the sort of wanting to you know end it and then somehow going through a grieving process mm -hmm. of course there's no joy in the grieving is is a kind of you can birth a joy out of, out of grief work but mm -hmm. it's the slow gradual grind of of allowing the pain to come and for it to be lived but how was that because you were playing football you were doing healthy things so for me it's like you know like the chinese have like two signs for crisis the first one means danger mm. which was in my case you know there was a chance that i actually drived on onto that tree you know mm. so basically suicide but there's dangers or like when I, when I explained that man going into drink, drinking too much or whatever they do, you know, yeah, medication, yeah. I mean, like 80% of men are like the suicides, 80% of them are men or seventy eight percent I mean, it's huge. Yeah. It's yeah like, there's, there's quite a difference between men and women suicide. Yeah. Uh, like I'd say 
and the UK, I'm, I'm not sure. I thought it was seven, eight percent men. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's because we men, we usually don't connect. We are not talking about our feelings. I am mm -hmm. conditioned from my childhood. You know, I need to be strong. I cannot cry and all that. I mean, 60 years old, but probably in your where you grew up in Ireland, you know, you were basically you, a man was defined. You know, like as this guy who, who who's tough. You know, we were not. I was not allowed to go into my feelings too much. And where and, was your? Where, where, you were Austria, Switzerland, or uh, Germany, Germany, Bavaria, Switzerland, Germany. Yeah. My mom was was pretty good, but it was still like you know the society. Yeah. So so it's like I always tell my man in the man circle. You know, I was not taught to be. What is a man? Mm -hmm. How do you define man? You know, like, like if I'm too vulnerable, and even nowadays I think sometimes, you know, that what's in a relationship or towards women, if I'm too vulnerable, I feel sometimes judged. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't care anymore because, like, <laughs> but 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 it's it's like you know because I made this a path for me, and that came out of that crisis, mm -hmm. and the second sign is opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know in the Chinese thing. So danger, opportunity. So unconsciously, I took that opportunity. I changed my life because when I'm in the comfort zone, I don't change, you know. Yeah, okay. I can be in a relationship and it can be not good or it can be, you know, I, can, I just live on. But if I'm in a crisis, then I have a chance that I have that opportunity to change my life. And I changed in my life things only when I came out of the, of a slump, you know, the hard end that comes afterwards. Yeah. It's like almost like, you know, <laughs> wake up, you know, like uh, I'm stubborn too, man. I had to get slapped a lot. <laughs> yeah. I get slapped a lot. But again, for people watching out there, you know, like, you know, like life happens and, um, and, and, and calamities come uh, mm -hmm. and we're living in a, in a, in a time in, in, in our world where, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of shifts happening and people being invited to reinvent themselves or, you know, struggles that we all have to deal with that are maybe becoming a little bit more visible because we had to slow down for a while. Um, so, yeah, it's these these come along and they can be breakdowns, but they can also be breakthroughs. There's ways in which we can work through them. And, and you you'll, there's a growth that happens. It can't come any other way that you can't get it any other way other than going through something or getting in touch with something or leaning into it or as what Fran and what we, what I also do is that where we bring it in and we talk about it and we share about it and we feel about it and we be with it. So, mm -hmm. so Fran, from that experience, were you, were you in groups at that time before then or did that take before, you in the group? No, no, you know, because I was busy with family. I was like, as I said, like as a business guy or something, you know, I was like, I was like full on, you know, but I was also judgmental, you know. Mm -hmm. For me, at that time, a man's group was I was also the guys, you know, like the weak guys, <laughs> where they just like they're whining or something. They're talking about, uh, you know, and and it's amazing because now, you know, for me, like when I'm in a man's circle, I connect, you know, and ninety-five percent what I'm hearing in those circles, I've been through or I'm going through, mm -hmm. you know, and I think it's like a like a up spiral up energy you know when you connect and we i feel the support you know and then i'm i'm i'm, I'm actually like you know mm -hmm. and then like i know i do man's group where we also go through processes because like i sometimes man uh 
complaining or like a whining about the same thing for months and months and then we can say hey listen uh, i heard you the last six weeks talking about the same thing are you interested in changing it or you want to in, in six months you want to do the same thing <laughs> yeah, we call so, that we call it you know like the heartfelt disturbing force right right <laughs> no, no not but but it's like you know it's like so that's like also like inspirations that you you work through it yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And i only grow when i really like you know when i see my shadows or when i you know that's my potential for growing yeah mm -hmm. yeah i remember a time like you know this pressure this sort of uh, tension you know and and uh i remember one time i was running through uh dublin on the way to uh, a positive uh meetup with yeah. people and yeah. it was running late i was running through the city center and and out of the corner of my eye came in this hairy looking dude and uh you know narrowly looking and he came up and he said where are you going i said i'm going to a positive meetup and he turned and he slapped me in the face uh -huh. so hard and he was a small fella uh -huh. and i said well, what are you what are you doing uh -huh. like and, and then he turned around and he said well and like why are you going to the majority you need to go to where you where you're the in the minority uh -huh. you, you need to go into the tension you need to go into the place where people actually need you uh -huh. and then before i could have a what was going on he was gone again and it was it was quite a quite a real interesting experience so that was like uh maybe no, even like, again some I, i'm stubborn i needed to slap him in the face literally yeah. slap him in the face and and i didn't understand it at the time you know? yeah. i didn't i didn't I, like it was hanging out and in a sort of space where you know um yeah where i was kind of avoiding the discomfort yeah, and yeah. as and I feel you know in this world I really enjoy the positivity that we all should have, yeah. but uh, if it's at the expense of the authenticity of what's really happening, then it's an avoidance. And uh, I really feel that the big the, the first part of my life I was avoiding. I wanted to be positive. I wanted mm -hmm. people to see I was happy, clappy, right. yeah. a rainbow guy, you know. And 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 you know there was a part of me of that that was true, but really it was the intentionality behind it, Fran, that was mm -hmm. hiding the. The pain hiding mm -hmm. the fear and then mm -hmm. needing this validation to fill myself up mm -hmm. so it was really a so i really love through tension and uncomfortable environments how slowly we start mm -hmm. to shape ourselves as men mm -hmm. and it's easier it's not it's never easy but it's easier when you're not alone mm -hmm. yeah. yeah like it's also like when i said like you know we don't get i never got taught how to be a man you know and like i'm doing also like uh voice to man initiations, you know, that's like one of my passions. And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to be part of that organization. And, and then like, you know, and I did some courses and stuff. And here in Bali, I did it with a few guys where we take 14 to 70 year old teenagers uh, to initiation because in our society, we didn't get initiated huh? like in all the native american or in the indigenous people they're all i mean they have to build their own weapon and kill a wild animal i mean our what we do we you know they have to sleep in the jungle alone so it's a mild form of 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 of, of, of initiation but it's also like you know I mean, the initiation that background is like you see you look into the best huh? mm -hmm. And that is like, uh, you know, what you said you got this slap from this guy. That almost sounded like a little turning point in your life, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. where you, otherwise you wouldn't remember it. Huh? Because yeah. it was like a really important message in the 
that, okay, I cannot always walk on the people pleasing on the comfort side. I need to, I need to face my demons. Huh? Well, what you're talking about, dear friend, is we live in a world where we all, all of us are always tempted by the comfortable default about being pulled back to the deadened comfort zone, the dullness of an unfulfilled life. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's what that was. It was an unconscious thing because it didn't know what was going on. Yeah, yeah. And what you're talking about, and this is very important. And if you've got anybody, you know, if you have children, uh, and I know in Ireland and the UK, for example, we might have a lot of viewers from there tonight, um, that there are these places there. And if you're in Asia, then this is the guy to speak to, is that we all need to cross over that threshold as, as young men, to come from boys to becoming men. Mm -hmm. And and in my culture, that sort of rite of passage was an eighteen-year-old uh, like birthday party uh, where alcohol was involved, and you know there was a party, and it was maybe it was good fun, but yeah, there was yeah, no yeah. rite of passage. There was no actually uh, journey uh, with elders to help you on to go through what it was like to embody this idea of men, because I didn't know what it was to be a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a beautiful thing. Wow, like uh, so that's something that. that Along with being with adults, you also your passion is to do this with yeah, with, with, uh, 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 young uh, men. Uh, yeah, it, it's fantastic because, like you know, there's certain elements we go through certain archetypes. So we like in mankind project where I was initiated. You know, we have like for example, love around where we sit in circles, we talk about the feelings. So like we take fourteen year old boys since the first mm -hmm. time. I don't know the first time, but a lot of time they're talking in a group about their feelings, you know, mm -hmm. and then like, uh, you know, like there's a worry around where they can jump from, from a waterfall where we do like uh, wrestling in the rice field in the mud, you know, and, and so it's like the energy because they're young warriors. So they need to, to, to say needed, you know, they cannot be like, uh, they're sitting too much uh, behind the computer anyway, but you know, that's also like how to place themselves in a group also and how to step up, how to, yeah, how to fight, you know, because in life sometimes we have to fight. Huh? Well, we don't grow being isolated. We grow in groups. We grow, you know, we get to find our place in the world by finding our place in a group, whether yeah, it's yeah. a family, it's a friends group, sports group, school group, college group, peer group, whatever it is, that's how we find our place in the finding out finding our place within a group situation and as i'm as i'm imagining what I'm, like, I'm thinking what i would have loved that as, yeah, a, as, yeah. as a 16 year old seven year old boy yeah. to be able to have a men who were inviting me to feel because mm -hmm. at that age i did not know anything about my feelings you know all i knew is that i was shy and and uh avoidant and i was withdrawn a little bit and i didn't really know much about what was going i was shut down if i was to be honest so to have any sort of space where young boys can come alive yeah, to yeah, that yeah. it's like imagine for honest like as i hear you talk i see these boys in a boat you know and like with those sort of interventions those sorts of mentoring those sorts of yeah deep heartfelt interest mm -hmm. you're steering their life in a completely mm -hmm. different direction yeah. Right. Like, like, there's going to be less but there's going to be less I don't know if there's statistics going on this but there'd be less opportunity for addiction there'd be less mm -hmm. and imagine less uh, problematic struggles in relationships mm -hmm. and there'd be more authenticity mm -hmm. like all these things you're planting something like, it's beautiful so for me like I always because I have four kids you know like so, so they talk about school 
what would I do, you know? So one of the main subjects would be nonviolent communication, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. How do we communicate with each other? And, and then like also initiations, you know, like all the other stuff that's more important than all the stuff that I learned, you know, I had English, I had Latin in school, I had like chemistry, whatever, whatever I had, but I did not learn how to communicate and how to be in a way in that society, you know, and, and so initiation and mm-hmm. that's missing in our culture, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why we struggling in the relationships, you know, like, as you said, drug addiction, you know, because we have the wrong role models, you know, mm-hmm. nowadays it's role models are maybe gangs, you know, or like I do a sex talk, you know, where they can write, uh, we have usually 20 to 25 boys that can write questions, one question or two, and then it gets into a hat, you know, so it's anonymous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like say, uh, I mean, just half of it says write some stupid questions, but half of it is like, it's okay, you know, and that's, that's fine. But it's like, you know, like a question like, how was it for you for the first, how is was it for the first time I had like basically sex? Uh? Mm-hmm. So the man, we are like four or five men, one or two are sharing their own experience. Mm-hmm. And so if you are a man, you need to be authentic. You cannot just like blah, 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 or, you know, I'm the big guy, you know, like I, I, I just like, so like, you know, you talk about your fears, but how was it for you the first time? Our sex education in my, in my time, my parents didn't, or I didn't ask them, you know, they so, I, uh, so I, I got it from my friends, which was 80% probably lie, you know, or I got it from Playboy. Nowadays, it's even more because it's like porn, you know. So porn is basically dominating, you know, like your partner. It's not about feelings, it's not about connection. Eh? Like with all this tantra, you know, it's basic connection. Eh? It's all what it is. So we don't know anymore how to connect. And and, and... and let me pause there, Fran, because I think this is really, really important. You know, like uh, I know anybody watching there who has who has a struggle with porn, has a struggle with um, masturbation. This is uh, something that we don't talk about much as yeah. men or women. And it's really, really important that, you know, that we live in a society where people are either discharging or deadening. So discharging, you've had a stressful day, things are building up, and then uh, you watch porn to get relieved, discharging. Or you just keep busy and you avoid, and then you're deadening, you're avoiding. And what and what the work is to be with it, to awaken with the feelings, to be mm-hmm. with, to accompany that for which is hard to be with, because over a lifetime of deadening and avoiding or or discharging, there's a, there's an emptiness inside, uh, and porn is just one indication of how someone's medicating away from their life. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and it's uh, and I have a I have a lot of clients who who struggle with this. We have a group where it's all about this. And it's really, really um, a topic that we don't talk about enough. And I think it's really essential that this is coming up in, yeah. the, in these circles. You yeah. know, I think it's it's part. This of is it. like it's a huge part. You know, like and so some men who are going to the circles who are committed to change, they they wanna, you know, they want they want they wanna empower themselves by like you know being authentic and be they're sharing. And it's amazing how big the struggle with porn is, huh? Like how much it takes to get off or like, I mean, you know, it's continuously, yes, I'm 
basically I'm addicted, addicted huh? and, yeah. and 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 like you know with the young with the young boys or something like it's like an alienation it's isolation it's getting away from your feelings you know so so yes we, we are setting up a society which is basically is almost they can con not connect anymore huh? well it and, continues then you know you end up masturbating your way through life and never really getting to the main event when you're because you're isolated and you're avoidant it's a very solo thing and then when it comes to relationships we have some problems that that are there because of this so yeah this is a really good thing so again anybody suffering with porn or struggling with uh, uh masturbation and and realizes it's an issue because most people probably wouldn't and it's in, in a smaller degree and you know uh you know some people will think it's a really good thing but regardless if somebody thinks it's 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 a struggle in their life and it's it's used as a way to avoid life then do reach out to um we you can send us a private message here or you can reach out to a counselor or psychotherapist or to join a, a group or reach out or talk to somebody about it and i know it's a, a lot of shame attached to these particular you know sort of ordinary human struggles and and it's i know this can keep us frozen this can keep us in denial but it's all about you know we again we need people you know we need people and and we probably have an idea that people uh, will reject us but my advice to you is just um you know keep reaching out and uh and again we're here and uh to answer any messages or any struggles or any any challenges in relation to any of these struggles that we all have as humans so just and if you have a friend or somebody you know who's struggling please send them uh send them this uh link it would be really helpful thank you <laughs> But um, no, this is this it's is huge. Huh? It's like it's 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 a big deal. And what else do you start to notice in groups, Fran, that arises? What other stuff starts cooking that you see that's a, a habitual struggle that comes in the door? Well, it's like you know a lot of time it's a relationship, you know, which is like uh, basically based like you know like because in my opinion, and I'm going on ice right now, but like you know. Uh, say so women are often too much in the masculine and like 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 here in Ubud the men are in the feminine you know like are they not stepping up anymore where they're not like you know so for for me it's like uh, as I said communication uh, getting together like being authentic and 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 like being vulnerable you know so that's 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 but usually out in the real world it's not you know it's not happening that much yeah? it's it's and and so we need to find our inner circle where we feel comfortable and as you said like shame is huge you know and, and trauma you know and and, and 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 i mean it's work you know it's not it's not pleasant <laughs> it's 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 not pleasant it's, and, it's, and, it's, and what i find that i think is really important for the viewer who's listening here and uh, i think it's you know and whether this is for women or men, but I'll use men as an example. What I see, and, and I think Fran's really nailing it here, like sometimes it's really hard to be in a relationship. It's really hard to communicate. And and definitely we're often, we have echoes of our childhood, you know, the insecurities and, and terrible communication styles that we learned from our family of origin uh, that is, that's in the space. So when you choose, you daring enough to choose or brave enough to choose to go to a therapist or to step into a therapeutic group, what you're doing is you like to see you're going in, uh, into a men's group and you learn to be vulnerable with men and then you use that as a bridge back to the world back to the family back to the 
to your wife, to your partner, to your children. You know, it's not a refuge away from the world. It's a way in which you can connect mm -hmm. to the world uh, when it goes well. And some uh, benefits are amazing, you know. Mm -hmm. Like for me, my learning process was like to put down my boundaries, you know. Because I was always like people, I wanted to accommodate the woman. I mean, this was my, my you know, I'm not blaming it or like, but it was like, you know, where I just say, okay, I feel uncomfortable. I don't want to go there, you know, mm -hmm. or expressing my needs, you know, like simple things like once a week when I had the kids when I was in a marriage, I was almost, almost afraid sometimes to say once a week I need to play soccer, you know. And I was a much better person, you know, when when I when I when I did that, you know, because like uh, yeah, but but you know, I was afraid to express my needs and put down my boundaries. Mm -hmm. And it's like I did a self-love workshop and all that, and it's all that is in there. But you know, when I look back in my to my twenties and thirties, you know, I, I I did not do that, you know. And and, and and again, I think this is a a really pivotal thing that's it's in most relationships. You know, let's say you're married, okay, so you're a husband and you, you know, and you're a father. Yeah, but you also, and you're doing those duties of being a husband and a father, let's say you're doing them reasonably well. But if you're forgetting about yourself, mm -hmm. you know, like when, like, then the quality of being a father and the quality of being a, a, a sort of husband gets impacted by that. You know, so it's like, you know, Fran was talking about not speaking up and saying he has needs, you know, because <laughs> you know, often we martyr ourselves in relationships. So we, we, we overcompensate or we, you know, overextend or we, we enjoy rescuing or we enjoy fixing right. or we enjoy, again, seeking that validation from the wife or from our kids. And, and uh, we leave ourselves behind. And that, that's all very well, but that catches up with you. And, and we start feeling we can be grumpy. We can be bitter. We can be passive aggressive and these are all signs and we might be blaming other people but really it's our own uh, behavior it's how we're choosing to relate it's how choosing to connect or the avoidance of connecting with ourselves and it all accumulates and so by going into spaces where you can learn to do that it's it's a beautiful thing and mm -hmm. i think for me i remember going into a group and um maybe uh I would say 18 years ago now, 16, 18 years ago. And, uh, you know, I was in there and I was, I was peacock and I had the chest out. I, I know I was, I was armored up. I came from Northern Ireland, which is a, a sort of war zone in a way. It was a lot of troubles there for many years and a lot of hand-me-downs from the different, you know, sort of styles of how I was related to in my community, how I was related to in my home, how I was related to in, in the larger sense. And, so basically what I learned and I learned later when I work with all the clients from war zones is that there's, there's this part that is scared and terrified. And then there's this a veneer of, um, you know, sort of the sort of psychopathic uh, controlling and sort of charismatic or very, you know, sort of protecting the deeper, the deeper painful layers. And, and I remember in this group, I, I had this persona, you know, and I, and I was, I was a smart ass. I was a real smart ass. I would be those, no, those sort of people who are like quick fire. They didn't you know, like, you just, they, they have, they've got you before you even know it. I, I was one of those people. And, but when I came into the group and the guys called me out on that over a couple of weeks, and then I slowly started to um, let go of the defense and uh, yeah, I never looked back. Although I still am defensive at times we're human. But I started to understand um, how I wasn't really me. 
Uh, yeah, we learn how to put a mask up there, yeah? mm -hmm. where we said we can fit in. And usually that doesn't make us happy. If I'm in a relationship, I do that. I couldn't go play soccer, for example. I have inner resentments. I start to manipulate my partner. You know, I start to blame. Now, when I start blaming somebody, well, like society or somebody, I immediately go to myself, what's, what's, what's actually wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Where I'm out of sync here, you yeah. know? Because I'm luckily, like, well, not luckily, but it was a lot of work. I'm surrounded by people they support me, they like me, you know. Yeah. It took a while, it took to get rid of toxic, you know, like, well, toxic, not like said I was only with mean people, but we didn't match, we didn't, we were not aligned, you know. Mm -hmm. It was not according to my past. So I sorted that out, you know, and, and I, I'm, I'm really proud of it right now, that I have people around me who really like to be with me, and I like to be with them. And it's still sometimes work, you know, like when I go somewhere the restaurant and I have a guy or something, or last time I went to open mic and this guy who was like total kind of an alcoholic, but like, you know, like talking like really bad about women and all that. Mm -hmm. And like, it, it took me like, I would say at least five minutes to say, okay, I cannot talk and I switch ta table. You know, I wish I would have done it right away. Yeah? Mm -hmm. But it's like, just like a, you know, putting down my boundaries is okay. That's not for me. I don't need to, it doesn't feel right. And I'd rather talk to you, you know, <laughs> no, no, yeah. but, but, but because there's something and, and you call some things on me too, but you come, you come from the heart, you come from the support, you come as a friend, you come like as a mature man, you know, not, yeah. not like, okay, let's fuck her or whatever. Yeah. You know, this is a, a thing that's, you know, you're, you're talking about objectification of women. Yeah. And yeah. I know I definitely would have put my hands up. I would have been someone who would have objectified women when I was younger, you know? And I would have been uh, someone who would definitely have been, uh, you know, blind to my behavior. And yeah, it mm. does impact me nowadays because of the work. When I see other people do that, I don't see it as much anymore because I'm not doing it myself. But when I do, you know, I, you know, it's like, yeah, I can choose very nicely to say, hey, man, you know, mm. this is, this is, mm. you know, I, I love you, you know, but I got this. this yeah, uh, it's yeah. not my vibe anymore. Like I respect you, you where you're at, and then I, I take space. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is you know this is the growth. You know, like you know that we you know I think we can have um, yeah we can as young men without uh, people having deep interest in us. You know, sort of we can lose our way a little bit, and it's really important. I think as a man, as a woman, as we grow. To have spaces where people are interested in us and want to know about our heart, want to know about how, how our minds think, and get to know those parts that we, I know, hide away from the world and how much we feel relieved from mm -hmm. whenever we can. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking about a, a time when I was able to share deep uh, trauma in a group and, and how relief, how I felt so relieved afterwards that I wasn't shamed or guilted or made to be small or it wasn't used against me. These are all things that, that we all keep in our mind or we right. can't be vulnerable. So I'm curious about, you know, when was a pivotal moment in the group where you were in a group that then you realized that you wanted to do this for an occupation? I didn't quite get your, your question. When, you know, was there a moment in, when you were in group as, a, as a, an attendee where you really realized, well, I would love to do this for other people? 
Uh, I think I grew kind of like into it. Like, like what I love on Mankind Project is like that there's not only one facilitator, everybody in the group basically needs to step up at one moment and facilitates. So the group is, you know, it's like basically independent, like, uh, like, you know, like here in Bali, a lot of people come and go or used to. And uh, so like, if it's dependent from one facilitator, you know, the group is dying, but like, so I basically was kind of forced to, and I did some training and all that, mm -hmm. like how to facilitate and all that, but it's a format, which is quite simple. You actually can read it, but like going through the process is a little bit more complex, huh? but so you actually empowering yourself. And in the beginning of the night, I don't want to facilitate, you know, I, I, and then like, I said, okay, like, you know, it's, people like uh, saying, Hey, I think you're ready and we can support you. And then it feels like, you know, I'm still sometimes nervous, you know, like what you mentioned before, you know, when you sit here and something, you're not in the total comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. But that's where you basically grow and you empower where mm -hmm. I empowered myself by doing that. Mm -hmm. And then like, it was like, also like really, uh, you know, I'm consider myself an elder. I'm 60 years old. I have, uh, I would say, life experience a lot. And so, like, you know, when young men come to me, and I'm also inspired by them because they are going for it, you know, they're like, and, you know, but they want to hear from my experience or something, you know. So when it can kind of like, not advice, but just like talking about my own experience, and when he sees that can help, you know, mm -hmm. and that's basically support and it's like also connection. And I have friends who are like, you know, like, who are like 30 and, you know, 70 or 80, you know. So for me, it's not about age. You know, we all can bring in stuff I can learn from everybody. And, 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 and. so. And again, it's a circle says connection is happening. Yeah? And, and, and. I love that. I love, I, you know, I love the diversity that you talk about. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about something earlier that I really enjoyed. And it's this place where, you know, you know, like where we can be judgmental and where we either can feel that we're better than or that we can feel that we're less than, you know, in relationships and, um, you know, and, and it's it's a kind of lonely place because you know you, you keep yourself removed from what's really happening and and you create a distance and uh, and, and 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 avoidance sort of tendencies and when you're in a group you know this will play out at times in the group mm -hmm. you'll always see and it's nice that it's called to you gently and being curious about it and it's you come as you are whether you're coming to a therapist or you come, you don't come fixed you know as you come being yourself where you get to notice these places and and that's the diversity that i love to see which yeah. is you know we we all are broken a little bit we're all a little bit stuck we're all a little bit challenged we all have baggage you know let's just get real about it you know this this podcast i think was birthed to destigmatize mental health issues you know like we all we all kind of get need to get over ourselves a little bit you know like we all we all we all have stuff you know and and the more we talk about it the more we feel about it and the more we can grow and develop and 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 just bring it back to the group or run it back like with a being with a therapist is like it's just so lovely to be able to be welcomed just as you are and be seen and heard within a group or one-to-one -one. and slowly that brings you alive man 
that's one of the thing you know i'm doing also some mixed circles and all mm -hmm. that that's like totally we, we 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 might communicate differently but between men and women the biggest fear is not to be seen and not to be heard mm -hmm. you know what's that i judge you you know mm -hmm. that's that's like where you know so in the mixed circle especially like in the beginning i always judged women you know i came in i was totally vulnerable i shared and said didn't say much you know and i said oh like you know like i rather go to a man's circle because mm -hmm. like there's such so much deeper but i didn't realize that for women like also i mean it's still there like you know it's this trust issue mm -hmm. you know can i really trust that guy or yes, something it take time man. yeah and it, it takes time and it also like it got you in touch with your own sort of uh resentment and your own sort of upset yeah. you know and the guy was super women who didn't speak give you a wonderful gift and then like for the women if you give them time you know because yeah. you know as a man women have had a hard time you know they've, they've really had a hard time over the years and 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 it's I think it's really important to, to acknowledge that and for them to fully trust a vulnerable space. And you know what? It might take some people you know, longer than others. And, and they, we're all working at our own rhythm. And uh, But in the unique beautifulness of that, yeah, yeah. it brings stuff up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's all about like I sometimes judged people, you know, and then all of a sudden I find out the life story. Yeah. You know? wow. And I feel like, fuck, you know, how did, why did I judge that? You know, if I would have a life story like that, I would not say anything, basically. <laughs> like, you know, I would be totally yeah. like, and, and we don't know what people are going through, or even like during the day, you know, maybe they had a really bad day or something. Yeah? I mean, it's like, of course, I need to have my boundaries. I cannot like, you know, they cannot uh, be toxic. But like, I can be also compassionate. Yeah? I can be like, okay you know like uh, i don't know i don't know and i'm not the, oh, every day is the same i wake up sometimes you know i said like life sucks you know like i'm here like you know i live in a beautiful place i have like <laughs> nature around me i wake up and said bali sucks you know yeah uh, right now i'm not saying it too often because i'm pretty happy but uh you know as the next day i wake up and everything is like cool you know yeah, we so have good days and we have I have days. the same thing I have the same amount of money in my bank I have the same brands I have food but like why one day you know I said uh, I don't want to I want to be out of here you know I cannot take it anymore and the next day I'm totally fine so I don't know like I myself goes through this you know so so of course I'm moody you know and and and, 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 and you know uh, I think it's really good and you've been very honest and this is you know you know I don't think if you've been watching, you realize that, you know, I'm trying to be anybody that I'm not. And, and Franz definitely not trying to be somebody. He's not just trying to be like revealing and honest that some days he has bad days. And I think anybody out there can identify with people who are human like that, you know, where we all have struggles, you know, we all get stuck. In. And it's like, yeah, it's like how we deal with that. You know, that's the next thing. Like, do we, can we talk to someone about it? You talk about judgment, Fran, but who judges you more than you judge yourself? You know, like who, 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 who does it worse than you? I think there's nobody does it worse than us. Yeah. You know. I mean, I say things to myself I would not say to yeah. anybody else. Yeah. You know. Like, I mean, it's amazing. It's still, you know, sometimes I say, "What did I just like?" You know. Mm. You know. And I think the wonderful thing about again, like I'm, I'm, I'm terrible sort of scallywag here. I keep bringing it back to group, but you know, like whenever you can allow that for which you don't let anybody hear mm -hmm. be spoken, 
because we often have a very isolated mind or a very lonely, like, you know, like kind of narrowed view of ourselves or the world. And when that's locked in there in this sort of box and we just rehash it over and over again and we never allow someone else's mind in to impact it, to touch it, to, to challenge it maybe even, then, you know, it's like we're losing out. So being able to bring in and let someone know about how you see and like be brave enough to say that for which we would never say. Or like, oh, like I, I feel like I'm, you know, like I don't know about, about men, but I deal with a lot of, um, we had someone on here a couple of weeks ago on on uh, body image. And I work a lot with my clients on body dysmorphia and, and anorexia, uh, bigorexia and things like that. And I'll put my hands up where there's times where I look in the mirror and I don't really like what I see sometimes. I, I, I kind of feel, well, like I feel I'm getting old. Oh, I, I sometimes I look in the mirror and say, oh, I'm not, I'm not manly enough. And these are like sort of things that over the years really uh, kind of ha- like haunted me. And, you know, and then I went to the gym to try to get big. But then I started to look at the sort of smallness that was underneath, you know, being what that, that was fueling the, the, the critic. Now, I'm a so much better down the road today. But it still comes in sometimes, and I've been able to like share that with someone. And say, yeah, I bit I was beating myself up a little bit. Did you hear this? And, and then sit with what's there. My whole thing, and 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 this is my thing. I'm not selling it. Spirituality comes when we sit in that tension, mm-hmm. sit and cook, sit and feel that discomfort, sit mm-hmm. in that zone that is uncomfortable, whether it's loneliness or helplessness or emptiness or hopelessness, whatever it is. Been able to drop in and then maybe do it with someone. And these are things I was never taught as in, in my in my culture, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I really, Beautiful. you know, that's the that's the yum yum that that's born out of it. If you can catch it, okay, we all have it. We all have these critical tendencies, these sort of critical evaluations, right? So so it's like, okay, so come out of the rhetoric. Can I come out of the sort of cognition of it? And can I just can I drop down? Can I t- take a moment? Maybe somebody in, who's watching right now. Maybe we could all take a moment. Can all just take a moment to just notice is anything mm. registering right now? How are we critical to ourselves? You know, like how do we beat ourselves up? Maybe have a think about that, feel that, feel what happens in the body. It's not easy, but uh, it's a worthy, it's a worthy journey. It's one of the good ones. So yeah, Fran, this is the place, man. Yeah, no, it's uh, no, yeah. Like I I feel you when you said, yeah, you be, you know, it comes in sometimes, and it's like, how can I kind of look underneath it or sit with that? Yeah, and I think I think it's all right as a man, as a woman, as a as a as an ordinary human being, as we go through life, that we 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 look at this stuff. We just don't um, get manipulated or contaminated Mm -hmm. by it consistently, you know, because it doesn't go away. We can busy ourselves. We can get a, mm-hmm. a nice Louis Vuitton handbag, or we can, you know, we can we can go to the gym, or we can we can get that high, we can get that next high flying job, or we can have X amount in the bank. Yeah, we can be real positive about it and tell everybody it's fine. Yeah, that's nice, but it's still there, and and, and it's you'd have to want to look at that. And when, if you did, then there's lots of ways. And if you are interested in ways to look at it and and deal with the insecurities of your own self talk or the sort of criticisms or, or consistent critical evaluations, then you know, send us a message. 
or reach out to a counselor or, or a therapist. It's also like I just heard in a circle because we are talking of being authentic and like, you know, like, um, but it's also like this thing where we want to be perfect. You know, we, we grew up in this thing where we have to, we cannot make mistakes. Yeah. And it's if they say like, yeah, it's perfect. It's basically the fear of making mistakes. Yeah. yeah. And, and then the other thing would be like, if you look at, uh, most successful businessmen or something, they always say, yeah, I failed here. I failed here. I failed there. It's acknowledging those failures, you know, and, but moving on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that can mean connecting or can be like, uh, you know, perfectionists yeah. often comes yeah. from the reality that as children, we weren't allowed to feel what or like feel exactly. like we were always yeah. kind of like criticized about getting it wrong. And somehow then we, we never like, there's so many things that can come from that. And we can, we can either be really critical of ourselves when, when we drop a glass, we, yeah. we talked about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. You know, and, uh, you know, I don't want to quote an old, an old saying, but like, don't cry over, over spilled milk. Well, actually, you will cry over spilled milk because of our conditioning in our childhood. You know, we will cry and, or we will expect others to cry at us when we make mistakes, unless we start to look at the sort of holding in our, in our sort of, in, in our thinking or in our psyche or in our bodies about times when we were younger and we were punished, criticized, uh, and maybe at times abused uh, when we got it wrong. So yeah, like yeah. it's a real big deal. I mean, I was sharing with Nigel before, like this is glass, you know, like uh, I, when I dropped a, a glass as a child and was breaking a glass, my mom usually just got her around and like, I got slapped huh? and up to I'm 60 now, up to now, you know, when I drop a glass, you know, like I, I said, fuck, fuck, you know, <laughs> like, what did I do? What did I do? You know, like, did yeah, I really like, and you know, I, I pay for the glass, I clean it up, you know, so there's no reason, but it's deep in us. Huh? Yeah. And so like, we have to be like actually compassionate to people, I think who went through a lot of trauma, you know, and like, it takes so much work to work on those things. Huh? It's like, you know, someone said to me one time, um, you know how much money and time and effort it takes to buy a house? Well, that's the sort of time and effort that you have to want to help yourself grow. And uh, you'd have to want to do that. You'd have to want to get to know your heart. You know, you'd have to want to get to know the parts of you that uh, block, you know, love coming in. Mm -hmm. uh, that, 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 that blocks your communication, uh, stops you having closeness or togetherness. Or, and yeah, like, like that's just one thing, you know, like how we condition from, from when we were young around uh, making mistakes and getting it wrong. But that's everything. We all have this held in us that's out of sight shadowed and it's always in the background and it affects these things that make life worth living which is relationships you know and so yeah that, that work has a big risk it can make you happy <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's uh, you know it's work eh? yeah but, but like that's as i said like my only way nowadays is to be authentic to mm. i don't want to and you know to be open and to be connecting and all that and and and, and uh, you know I, you remind me of an old, an old uh, gentleman who um he lived in the states and I, I knew him for a while and uh he never locked he had always his windows open in his house and all the doors always open and his gate open he never locked the goddamn thing and uh 
it came to me, I, I came up to him one day. I was I was visiting. I was I was I was calling around because uh, I do love speaking to to people who have got a certain type of wisdom. And uh, and he was there, and he was on the you know front of his porch on you know on, a, on, a, on five o'clock in the evening, which happens in many states in the, in, in the U.S. And he's on his little swinging seat, and I said, "What's cooking, man?" He says, "Yeah, I got the house was broken into today." I said, "What?" And like at this stage, you know, I was a young, so I was like getting all like, you know, like, what, what are we going to do about it? And he says, well, you know what, I'm sitting here with a lot of gratitude. He says, because, you know, I spend my life, you know, with my heart open and with my house open. And I'm feeling like so much gratitude for that. And I'm not contracting to want to lock everything up again mm-hmm. now. And maybe the person who came in, maybe he needed what he, whatever, I think he took the TV or something. Like, I'm not sure what he took, but um, he was just so grateful that he had spent a life a full life being open to life and 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 not and this was his symbol of it now he, he was an open guy but he also had his house open so it was just a very wonderful sort of example of how he chose to live mm-hmm. he wasn't fear-based he wasn't yeah. he wasn't worried about it he was he was just open yeah. to life and when i hear you talking about that you, you kind of remind me of him but yeah this is <laughs> a certain type of wisdom uh, you know hard-earned life I sleep, I sleep, sleep with my doors open in my house, <laughs> except like maybe two or three days a, a year when I saw a snake, you know, <laughs> all, the all the snakes, you know, uh, Franz, Franz, Franz house is open tonight. Just uh, go down the road and, and uh, <laughs> the one with the pink door. Um, but yeah, no, this is real, man. This is, this is the good stuff here. And uh, I'm really curious about, you know, as we're we're coming to the end here in in, in uh, the next few minutes, but what stands out in your life as your hero's journey? Your your coming of age. Your your sort of you know when the, you got tapped into a soul's longing, where you where you came alive in a, in a new way. Mm-hmm. What was that for you? How did that happen? Oh, for me, like uh, my biggest teaching were my kids. You know. Uh-huh. Uh, by far, you know, they learned, they taught me patience, they, they challenged me to the max, you know, and I was like for almost 10 years, so nine and a half, I was a single dad of three kids, you know, a teenager, and uh, they gave me more than I gave them, and I, I think like, you know, I love my kids, and uh, uh, I mean, they live in Europe and in the States now, but uh, say really made me a better person mm-hmm. one thing specifically like uh, i have three sons and my my youngest is a is, is a girl and when she was born you know i really thought about it i wanted a girl after three boys and i thought uh yeah i didn't want to create a soccer team or <laughs> boys soccer, boy soccer but anyway i i really was thinking you know like uh her name is Sarah. She's a beautiful woman now. She's like 29 now. And I was thinking, you know, she might choose a guy like me. So I better get my act together, you know. So like in my life, it was my my, my daughter, Sarah, and my grandmother, who was always like, you know, she really loved me. And, 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 and. so those two women, they were the biggest influence in my life. So, wow. so I'm really grateful for that. And for my boys, of course, too. You know, I'm going to be a little bit. Uh, uh, I'm going to want to know. Just, I'm just feeling right now. I'm really curious to know what was a, 
a lovely thing that happened that you remember with your grandmother that stands out? Something where her heart was there with you. Like, what was it? Uh, you know, it's nothing specific. No, it doesn't. Yeah, uh, it was, it's cooking, you know, yeah. like she made her pasta and she always like, I was on the side and she cut like a piece of dough and, and, and like, so I like, <laughs> and you know, we celebrated my uh, New Year's together always because and my birthday is generally first because my, my parents were going out and they were like hangover. And so we celebrated like, you know, I could watch. She covered me like when I was 15, 16, I was going out and I slept at my grandmother's and uh, my mom calls the next day, when did he come home? And she said, well, he, because my curfew was 10 o'clock, he came home 15 minutes after 10. And in reality, I came home at four or five in the morning. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a lot of moments where, like, you know. She had your back. Yeah. And she was a small woman, you know, like very little. And uh, she had all these wrinkles. And for me, she has been the most beautiful woman, you know, besides my daughter, you know. And, and, wow. and, 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 and. It's so important to have these, these sort of, you know, impact, you know, in our lives. You know, I, I think of my grandmother as well. And, she stands out, you know, as, uh, you know, I was very young when she died, but, you know, it, like the, the small time I had, it, 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 it was her love and was her, you know, and, and how it extended to my mom's capacity to give selflessly to the world in a way that was beautiful, but off sort of, uh, it was obviously personally, you know, heavy for her when mm -hmm. we constantly mm -hmm. giving it, you know, mm -hmm. but it was their heart that I have mm -hmm. here today. It's mm -hmm. like, I have that, like, because of those relationships, you know, I, I walk around with what I feel is my mom and my grandmother's heart here, you know, and that softness. So it's lovely and, that and, you were impacted by your grandmother as well. I also know from you, you know, that that's a beautiful, uh, what you shared just now, that's beautiful. But I also know your daughter is, you know, changed you and I, I mean, we are not hanging out too much, but you know, like I know, like when I see the posts and everything, you know, the love for like. Uh, yeah, you know, it's like uh, you know, as a young man, you know, trying to work it out. You know, for me, having a daughter was really about you know discovering a new type of what a new atmosphere of love in a way to know what that was like to really, you know, drop down and be able to be with and connect with and play with and um, you know this 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 being this this alive being that looked at me and called me daddy you know it was yeah. like uh no like I, I had to struggle and i still struggle going to work in the morning because i see how hard it's <laughs> because there's so much yummy in the house i'm leaving to go to work like there's so much you know my wife i i, I love her more and she's probably watching you know and uh um and my daughter is the same. And like, for me, it's like, it's, it's hard to leave that, but then I'm happy because, you know, like I'm happy that I'm having, yeah, yeah. I'm having such a struggle to leave. And, I, and then I just have to watch the speed limit coming home. Cause I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm galloping on the, to get back and to get back to that, to, to that, to the nest, back into the, the, the tribe of, of my, my own family. And, and I think I, I, I did learn those, some of that heart, you know, it got buried for years, I think through my own struggles, but, and came back online again yeah, and uh, yeah. so it's so rich and, and as my daughter's still a baby she has and she is impacting my life every day and uh, i'm really looking forward to you know have that deep connection with her yeah, yeah. And, and, and you have it huh? you know it's it's, yeah, it's yeah, going to be yeah, a, it's yeah. going to be a lifetime of working on it and you know really allowing my daughter to be alive and not yeah, to try to deaden yeah, yeah. her not to make her submissive not make her obedient 
but yeah. to really allow her to be her own self, which is always a, a struggle for parents mm. because yeah. we often have to deal with our own parenting styles from our childhood, which was often, you know, this, you know, you had to be obedient often, you know, good kids were kids who were seen and not heard. So, so you have to, you know, for me, I, I noticed those tendencies and it's, 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 yeah. a, it's, there's work involved. For me, in terms of fatherhood, like, you know, also as a single father, my goal was, to guide them so they can be independent and can be of course like have like good personality you know mm -hmm. that's a good people which is like you know sometimes it's working sometimes it's not you know i guess you know but for me it's more the guidance that they can be out there in the world independent not by like you know of course boundaries are one of the most important things like mm -hmm. in, in and i see a lot of parents mm -hmm. you know with the, the kids can do whatever but like uh, they need boundaries, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, they have to grow. You know, yeah. they have to yeah. lean yeah. in towards a parent as right. a guide. They need they need something there to show them the way. And that's love. They're know? looking up to yeah. them that's for that. direction, and yeah. if there's no direction, yeah, there's something lost. There's, there's, there's something. They there's something. Handle it then. There's something there. You know, I meet a lot of people from different parts of the world, and they have like overbearing parents, and sometimes the parenting style is well, we're just going to not do that. We're just going to let them run wild. Yeah, yeah. And then other ones, it's like you no, know, they become the overbearing parents, and it's it's quite a challenge for parents. And again, for any parents watching, um, you know, if you're realizing you're stuck with a power power struggle in the home, if there's a struggle there, again, look around your community. There might be a group happening. Uh, if you're in Northern Ireland or the UK will be coming your way pretty soon. But also if you want to talk to a counselor, if you need help or advice, please, please message us. But being a parent's not easy. And to learn to parent well takes work. And and it's a whole different dynamic than to understand what it means to rear a child. It's not just feeding them and putting a roof over their head. There's there's real there's real stuff that needs to happen there. So if you're anyone listening who feels that, definitely please reach out. Um, but yeah, so so it was this wonderful your youngest child who started to shape you in a deep way and then your and your and your grandmother well this is so you're wearing their hearts as yeah, well right. <laughs> so yeah just just first to wrap up here um i really would love to ask you one final question fran and um yeah let me just feel and to see what feels i think it's going to be beneficial for the for the for the audience and i, I feel the thing that comes close to me right now is as your experience of being what I keep aspiring to be and your experience of being an ordinary man, which is it takes work to be an ordinary mm -hmm. man who's extraordinary. Um, what advice would you give someone who's struggling? Uh, mainly to connect, to reach out, you know, uh, but also be willing to go into, you know, into the shadow we call it shadow and into what, what's causing it yeah. and also doing the work because it most of the stuff comes from our childhood you know all the dramas everything goes back when i do process work in the man's group it always goes like you know to let's say age four to whatever 13 12 mm -hmm. you know in that uh, and so it's a willingness to really like be open the, to or have the courage to, to go there and that's the only way uh, for me to to grow mm -hmm. and also to to invite as I said like one of my mantras in my, my joy in my life you know but first say I, that what's that mantra again 
to invite more joy into my life, you know, on a daily basis, you know, like, uh, because sometimes we think everything intellectually, you know, like we take it seriously, even in the spiritual community, you know, there's certain ways you have to start your day with these routines and all, which is good, you know, I don't want to, but it's almost like, like religious, you know, like, the, like a little bit rigid, but that yeah, extinguishes yeah. the joy. And, and for me, I'm, I'm more like, you know, it, for me, it works better if I can like really, uh, Enjoy some moments. Uh, yeah, not so uh, restrictive here. It's about really yeah, free, free. It's, it's good to be disciplined. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong, but it's also like if we take it too seriously. Right now, the big challenge is like this COVID or something. You know, if I get too much into the fear, uh, right now for me everything is fear. You know, like people are afraid of getting COVID. People are afraid that they have to get vaccinated. It's all about fear. So for me, like, how do I keep myself into balance? You know. And it's like working on those things which, you know, hold me back, mm -hmm. which are blocks and all that. Huh? So, so, so. Yeah, really looking at what's what you know, you know, at the struggles in your life and bringing them forward in a way. And and and, and you know, I suppose. But before we even do that, we'd have to realize that we need connection, you yeah. know, and that we can't do this thing by ourselves. And um, this thing called life and. And yeah, like the, we're in a, we're in a time of great fear right now in the world, and and you know, and a lot of unknown, and a lot of uncertainty, and it's definitely a time to not do it alone. And it's a time for smaller groups and communities to come together. Some parts of the world, this is happening. You know, um, it needs to happen more. And I think through these spaces and places where people come together to be with people. There's an opportunity to talk about the fears, allow emotions to come, allow some sort of uh, accompaniment to start to happen where you don't have to be alone with it, you know, and where, where you can come out of the sort of uh, busy overwhelm of the thinking into the uh, lived experience of your body and allow things to move instead of just regurgitate. Um, because if you know anything about regurgitation, you know, you don't get any minerals after a while. So, you don't get nourished, you get depleted. Uh, so, so really reaching out. So, uh, Fran, thank you. And thank you. Wow, man, it's it's going quick. <laughs> quick, you know. But it's like, uh, you know, for me, it's it's so important as a host here to be able to, you know, be an ordinary host in a way where we can welcome ordinary people who have lived a life and have stepped through calamities and change and and struggles to be able to show that there's a way through. And, you know, and then Fran to me is, is, a, is a guy who has humor, he has integrity, and he has a heart bigger than this camera can pick up. And for me, you know, this all comes out of going the hard way at times, you know, being able to uh, fall down, being able to be beaten up, to be able to choose to choose, you know, get it wrong and then get back on the horse and, and, and try to do it again. And keep doing it again and then been able to help other men uh and women to do the same so fran thank Thanks, you brother. Thank, thank you, you man absolute honor and pleasure and uh you'll be back again we have an idea we have you're not getting away totally scot-free <laughs> we'll have you back again and i uh, just want to uh for the viewer here please thank you and again for any of these topics that we touched through today whether it was porn whether it was parenting struggles whether it was loneliness whether it's depression, whether it's anxiety, you know, whether it's um, sort of isolation, overwhelm or fear that we just touched upon. You know, you don't have to do it by yourself. 
and there's there's people out there you know you you look around you and, and there may be groups happening there please reach out to our forums and ask questions if you need advice to get help anywhere if you want to avail of any of our services um, please know that we're here to help in any way that we can and the main thing is also to you know if you're a little bit you know tired and you want to stretch and do your yoga then just extend out your hand and uh, hit that like button and share and subscribe and you'll be really helping us a lot because you you we get you'd help us get the message out so wishing you all a really lovely uh morning evening uh sort of <laughs> midday wherever you are in the world and thank you and uh and, and we'll be back same time next week take thank care you. take thank care you. everybody yeah yeah wow Ha, ha, ha.